Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. Today I got a special guest, somebody I've been talking to for couple of years now. I met her when she was still, you know, in college and I told her, you know, I'll interview her when she gets some experience overseas. Um, definitely wanted to uh, get her on the show because she got that experience. Hey. She got, she got that experience. She got that, you know what I'm saying? You know, that year under her belt. The first year is always the hardest year for any player to play professional. So definitely, Definitely wanted uh, to, like I said, get her experience this year. She's a really good person, really nice. But like I said, we've been talking for a couple, you know, like a year, two years now almost. So please introduce yourself to the people. Hi, guys. I'm LaShayla Wright Ponder. Um, I'm, in, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep. <laughs> so like I said, she was like, you know, first team all league when I was talking to her in college. And she was telling me she was about to go to, you know, different countries and had different countries talking to her. So I was just I was just giving her advice. Uh, like I said, I, I watched her. I watched her game. She has a lot of skill. Um, she can hoop, you know, like really hoop. I'm not even gassing her because she's on the show. She can, you know, she can really hoop. She can't beat me, um, but she can. <laughs> but she can hoop, you know, what I'm saying? I just want to put that out there. So. Well, we're going to get right into it. How did your uh, basketball journey start? Oh, at the, at the age of 10, actually. I first started off with karate. I think I was like maybe eight, between eight and 10. Um, did that for a little while. One day, my mom just took me to a basketball um, practice. It was it was with the Urban Stars. And I didn't, I was like, why do I got to put a ball in the basket? And it was just around that age, I was questioning everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when, I guess around age 11, fast forward, I went to basketball practice around like eight, nine and 10. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it the first day. My mom was like, you know, you should play basketball. You got the hype for it. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't, didn't like it. But the more fast forward, the fast, the fast Faster I do, or the more practice I went to, the more I, I said, like, okay, I guess it does make sense to basketball. I started falling in love with the game around that age. And uh, so I kept growing. I went to, uh, I guess I started playing AAU around um, age. I, I forgot what age it starts AAU, but it was a young, I was young then. I think maybe 12, 13, I started doing AAU. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when everything's blossomed. And I played for the Minnesota Stars. And with the with the top coach in Minnesota, almost in the country, Tracy Martin, and we were the top team in the country, like third in the country. Um, from there, I started playing high school ball. I started late. Um, not when I say late, the the age like I started. I, I was off and on. I guess my freshman year, I went to Kennedy High School, Bloomington Kennedy High School in Minnesota. And it was, you know, a great experience. I was still kind of iffy about basketball, but I, I liked it more than I liked the karate. So I quit karate. And oh, so that was that was the other because I was the next question was like, we're you interested in other sports, but obviously you were yeah. interested in karate. So do yeah. you still practice karate to this day? 
no, no. After I let it go at that age, I'm like, I'm done. Let's let's let, let's play basketball. What's this about? So <laughs> you know, I start questioning everything. Um, okay, so you ever broke a board or anything yeah, like uh, that? I don't remember that. I think I don't know what belt I stopped at in karate, but I stopped. It was it was at the I don't know what I think the red belt or the yellow. I can't remember. Okay, was, okay. I, I, at least I went a little bit further with it, but um. Yeah, so AAU is where I blossomed, and then I started taking AAU is where I kind of got most of my scholarships, um, for pro like because my team was our before I was on a team. The girls I was playing with, they were already together. They already played. They were like they played since they was like third grade, fourth grade. I just came into the picture, so um, it was great. AAU was my best years of basketball, even to this day, because it was like we traveled to different states. I mean, it was. My favorite place was Vegas, actually. Oh, um, Vegas, man. We, <laughs> we hey, a, a lot of people's favorite place is Vegas, so you yeah, ain't, you ain't in a minority there. In Chicago, too. Chicago was good, too. Chicago was good, too. And, all right, all right. Yeah, so AAU, I would say that was my my mark of basketball right there. Because not only did it give me, like, I came out of there with 25 offers total after I got done. Because I think before senior year of high school, you can't play AAU anymore. Um, so I, um, I blossomed through our AAU high school was, was, was good too, but AAU was where I was talking more about because AAU was where, you know, that's where the, I'll say the word hype, you know, that's where it all comes down and you get your, your you expose, exposed. Um, okay. So obviously and, you, you're one of the top, top AAU people, right? Yeah. Teams, um, yeah, yeah. in, in, the, in the, obviously in the state of Minnesota. So what was your most memorable moment? In two places, what was your most memorable moment in high school, and what was your most memorable moment in the AAU? Starting with high school is when, oh, actually, when we made the state. Um, I think this was my, it was my freshman year. Um, we made the state, and we we, we didn't win um, close game, but we didn't win. But um, it was memorable because you know, as a freshman, you yeah, I played a little, but I, you know, it wasn't a lot because I was still young. But it was just just remembering that moment. I mean, being grateful that I was there. Look how hard we worked to get there, even though I was still young, but I was still playing with the older, you know, girls. So um, it, I would say making it a state. Okay. Yeah. And your most a your memorable your most memorable AAU moment. Almost every tournament, even from the moment I started, I don't know. I would say every moment I enjoyed, like when I first started to when I ended. Um, I would definitely say let's say Vegas, Vegas, my last year. Man, okay. that tournament right there, man. We went everywhere. I mean, we, I, I would say, stay in the best hotels. I mean, just you know, like sightseeing, going a lot of places. It was, it was just every day, every year. AAU was the my best year. I can't name a specific. I will say actually Vegas was my specific, um, memorable moment because I just you know we when we played in Vegas we. Sorry to say, but we smashed teams, man. We we were we that year was wild. I thought we had a power team. Like <laughs> I mean, we were already ranked, but we 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 were yeah. I would say I would say Vegas for sure. Okay, well, okay. Now my my next question would be: You're one of the top players in the state of Minnesota. So mm-hmm. how did your college uh, like the you know co- the process uh, you know go for you as far as recruiting? Um, as far as dealing with all that, so my college career, it was um, oof. if it wasn't for AAU, I wouldn't know that I had scholarships. But if it wasn't for that, I just that's where I got all my notice from. I would say, um, of course we get we everybody get letters in the mail from college saying they're interested and you know all that stuff. So I was getting like 
like uh, males every every week or probably almost every day in colleges. And I just, I was still young. So I had to have help from a high school coach, MAAU coach. So I had to have help from them because I was like, I don't want to just pick. I need help because I don't want to just go anywhere. You know, just the same thing when you play overseas. But so I kind of like collected all my mail because um, my AAU coach really was the one talking to them. I was just receiving the mails and I was telling him, like, I got an offer from here. I got you a know, letter from here and I will always go back to him. And, you know, he would help me kind of like tell me, you know, this is where this is at. You sure you will go to this school? Kind of just tell me as as I'm getting more mail um, and more offers. So it was it was pretty much just a help from my AAU coach and parts of my high school coach. They both they both um, helped me kind of just don't just go there just for basketball. Look at, you know, the resources you're going to get. You're going to be on a full ride scholarship. So that I had help. I had a lot of help. Even my mom helped me, even though she didn't know a lot about it, but she kind of helped me, like, as as knowing her daughter, like, she know I like, you know, I like being active. She know I like the school. Um, that's one fact I had to tell you about, but she knew I liked the school. She knew, of course, she knew I liked the basketball, so she's like, okay, yeah, these schools, so she had, they all helped me narrow these schools down. Um, and finally, at the end, I, pick, I picked University of South Dakota, because I was close to home, because I wasn't ready to be far away. So I chose South Dakota, like five hours away. And um stayed there for a semester. Um, left because, you know, just coaches change and but I ended up going to South Dakota, just stayed there for a semester, did school, right before the season and I transferred um to University of Hampton. Um, stayed there for three and a half years. I liked the school, but again, another coach changed, so I didn't feel comfortable with the new one. So I left. <laughs> um but uh then my last stop was Tampa, University of Tampa. Stayed there for two and a half years. Um, everything about Tampa was beautiful. School, like everything was. Um, I was taken care of. I was loved. Where I felt more loved towards that school than, to be honest, the other school I was at. Because I felt like even if I didn't want to play basketball, I could be myself. I could, you know, it's I can, um, you know, blossom. So it was, it was, um. I would say Tampa was Tampa was my last spot, but that was my best spot. That's where I felt like I found myself really. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I think that we all find ourselves in the journey that we choose to take, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I transferred, I was at a, like a huge university, UCLA, and I ended up transferring yeah. to a, you know, quote unquote, mid-major, you know, school in Long Beach state. So I didn't leave home either. I, I, I was, probably this close signing to Arizona mm -hmm. and which is like six hours away. So it's not terribly far, but right. um, once my dream school was UCLA. So once they offered me, I was like, ah, see you, Arizona. And right. then this, when I was transferring, I was this close to signing to Oklahoma with Calvin Sampson. Yeah. And uh, I ended up like, nah, I keep my, you know, my grandma got sick. So I was like, I want to stay close to home. You know, she ended up passing anyway, but I was still mm -hmm. home when she had passed, so I ended up going to Long Beach State. But, yeah, now we're going to go back for your journey a little bit. I have two questions for you. Um, what do you remember most about your first year in college, and what was the hardest thing, uh, like, as far as your transition from uh, high school to college? So my first, first experience in college was um, – all I could think about was just being blessed. I mean, even though I was at South, my first school, South Dakota, I was only there for a semester. 
you know, me being me, I I liked it a lot. I don't like being like just sitting in the dorm and not doing nothing. So it, I would say my, <laughs> my first my my first experience college was just I was just happy all the time. Like I was just I never really even when I was like, okay, the coaches left, I gotta leave, I'm a transfer. I was still happy. I just felt like I'm still my stuff is still getting paid for. Like <laughs> even if I go to this school, this school, this school. So I would say just, I was just overall just happy every day. Like, okay, South Dakota is beautiful. Hampton was beautiful. Tampa was beautiful. So, I mean, I would say just, I was just overall happy that I was still playing a sport that I love and also going to school for free. So I would just say that was, that's all I was thinking about as a freshman, even before like senior high school. I mean, it's in senior high school and then going into freshman year in college. So I would say definitely, like, just overall, like, just being happy, like, okay, I do have options. I'm not just stuck with one school. I have all these other schools I can, you know, choose from and, you know. Well, that's um, good. Like I said, I think, um, you know, like, what you did, that, you know, like, it's always a blessing to stay happy even in the midst yeah. of the struggle, you know. Yeah. For for myself, and you know, like, I always try to smile a lot, mm-hmm. even if I'm miserable inside. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of like people think, oh, he's fine, you know, he's smiling, but like right. really, I could be dying inside, you know. So yeah, trust me, it was a that's a good thing, you know, that you stay positive, stay upbeat. Um, what would be my next question for you was, what was your greatest? I mean, I think I know what it is, but what would you say your greatest triumph was in college? I'm sorry, can you repeat, repeat that? What was your greatest triumph in college? So like, what was your greatest? accomplishment or triumph that you did in college? Um, I would say even through all the accolades I have, like all conference, all team, all state, I would say just, I always try, I, I never gave up on what I want to, I never gave up on like, I want to be a player of the year. Or I want to be, you know, the, it's called here, they call it a, um, the Minnesota, it's like the top player, uh, Miss Basketball. Like, I never gave up on that. Like, you know, I earned Miss Basketball, like, a runner-up. But, you know, I never gave up on what I, I always knew there was something more I can do. Like, I never gave up. I always knew that I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. So, I would say definitely, like, always having that mindset, like, even though I don't didn't earn that, I know I earned that in my heart. So, I'll definitely say that. Okay. Well, that's, uh, like I said, what would you say your greatest failure was in uh in college he said overthinking everything like i did overthink a lot like i at one point in my life i was okay i'm gonna say one point like if i earn all conference all four years which i did you know um at tampa um or all three years i was there like i would say i had to like i feel like some years i wanted like i had to be player here or i had to be you know i know we talked about that a little bit (laughs) yeah i remember that i remember that i had to be player here to go over to get the most money overseas like you know and that's what i was like that's not there's people out there that probably the only most they earn was all conference is still probably making a little more or a lot money overseas so it's not all about just your accolade just because you don't get player here or you don't get um uh, all American in college. It doesn't mean that you know you failed at something or be or you're you're uh, what's the word? Um, you're just you're just not good enough. And I always thought that, like you know, I mean, just because I don't earn it does not mean that I'm not an All American as a player. Just because I didn't get that act or that yeah, token yeah. doesn't mean I'm not. You know. I think I think someone told you that. I think I yeah, told you, you that. Did. Like, yeah. you did. You did. I'm gonna told you that me because I, I wasn't played a year. 
I thought I should have been, but I didn't get it. Um, a friend of mine got it both both years, so yeah. yeah. So not, I mean, not letting it, the wars define me. You know, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Time I'm like, well, man, if I don't get this, I ain't gonna be there. You know, so yeah. I will say not letting not letting accolades define as a basketball player because a lot of players get overlooked all the time. I was I mean, played the year when I went overseas, so you know what I'm saying. So like that, you know. I was MVP to you know a couple leagues, three, four leagues. Yeah. So yeah, Shout it was. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> you me that. Yeah, I told like you, that. like it don't really matter, long as you get in the door. Like yeah. you know how you get in, you can go through the window, back door, Carl, yeah. you know, under the house, up the, you know, what I'm saying, it don't yeah. matter. Just get in the house. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And once right. you win it, stay your ass in. You know, excuse yeah. my language. So, what was the what would you say? So you would say that would be the big that was the biggest lesson you learned in college? Yeah, don't let accolades define who you are. Okay, I mean, okay. You know, definitely that. No, I got you. Uh, actually, that's a heck of a that's a heck of a statement. So, obviously, uh, we talked a lot. Obviously, during that time, um, you you graduate your first team all league. You know, you're averaging eighteen to ten or whatever it was, twenty mm-hmm. to ten, and how was that trying to get get a job overseas? How was that, you know, struggle for you? Um, or was it a struggle? Was it easy? You know, explain that. It, it was, it's, it's crazy to say, it's kind of bold because when I was coming out of college, you know, this is a time where I was, I wasn't talking to agents, but I was, you know, looking for one at a time. Um, I would say definitely like just, I thought that, like I said, going back to not let accolades and numbers define who you are, I, there was a lot, a lot of times in my senior year, junior year, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I got to get my numbers up to get at least 2000 a month or 3000 a month, like stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the I, I had a lot of help. I mean, you, I got my, you know who Sean McGall is. Yeah, no, shout out to Sean. Out. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to my boy. <laughs> yeah, he helped me out. My high school coach, you coach. So they were, it's just all these people around my circle because my name was already being put out there through them, like, through, like, you know, I mean, either where the coach called them. So, in different ways, my name was getting out there. So, I was I was still feeling like, even if I, my first year I made $500, I'll be like, dang, man, you know, but it was <laughs> the people around me that had good work for me, that's putting a word for me and telling me, you know, tell these teams, like, this who she is, all that stuff. So, I would say definitely, like, I didn't just do it. I didn't just, oh, you know, had to worry about, okay, do your own work. Even though I did my own research, but I didn't have to do much because it was like my college coach, he, my first agent, he got me, he helped me get connected with him. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it was, it was actually through all, all, all of them, including you, including Sean and still like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like getting my name out there. I mean, people was just, just, just talking like, you know, you know, how agents sometimes can find players any kind of way on social media, whatever, whatever. But from what I was told, my name was already being, the start of my senior year, I believe in college, that's when, they were like, you know, that's when agents are looking for, you know, players and stuff and all that stuff in different situations. So I would say just people around me, you know, already had me set in stone. Okay. Well, like I said, I think uh, that's a good thing. And you, you it's not necessarily, it, what I've learned when, you know, when I was overseas, it's not necessarily what you do, it's kind of who you know. Yeah. Um, If you can get somebody to give you a, a leg up to get you in the door, um, that's a good thing. I mean, once you're in the door, then you got to prove what you know why you're in the why you're in the house. But it, you need somebody to get you in the house. You know, yeah, sometimes regardless of regardless of sorry, regardless of 
where you come from. Um, yep. Yep. You, you yep. know, even if, mm -hmm. you know, like again, and this may be rare, but just like I could have got all American all four years, all player of the year, and still made $500. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and I didn't feel about it too. Like, you know, there's, there's one of my teammates I played in, in Hampton, very good play. I mean, earned everything. Went overseas at like, you know, I think she said most days I four hundred dollars, but they pay for everything. I'm like, see, that's why I'm like, so I was, I wasn't, I was overthinking. It ain't about the accolades. Accolades, it's your first year do matter. It matters. Your numbers matter. And I'm, you know, uh, that's where yes, they look at your stats from college and all that stuff, but it's what you do when you get over there. And I had to learn it. Like, okay, just because you average fourteen points, whatever, whatever, in college, they they really just look at okay, well, we're gonna see what she could do when she get over here. Is she gonna average at fourteen or more? So. You know, I had to think about that too. Like that was my personal, you know, thinking and stuff. So, yeah. No, I got you. And uh, like I said, I think um, that's a good thing. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, to to humble yourself to know like it, it doesn't really matter about this as long as I get here to do that. You know, what I'm saying yeah. so. Um, the fact that you actually, you know, made your money your first year and like, you know, you killed and did your thing. Like you were trying to, you know move on to the next thing is always good. Some people get get discouraged of what they're making and they don't put out the maximum effort or whatever the case is, but you did. Um, and that's a good thing. So um, now my question for you is this, as far as like, you know, your first year overseas and doing what you did, you know, we'll get back to that in a minute. What would be your best, uh, you know, uh, advice for the next generation of you? So if you had a daughter, she was coming up, she was, you know, about to go overseas for her first year, what would you tell her? Of course, I would start with nutrition. And I got to say that because um, for me, even though every, a lot, a lot of people say this, but I will say nutrition is huge. Like I can, you know, I can help my daughter work out, you know, all the stuff and help people train, but nutrition, take care of your body because nowadays, you know, I mean, it, it, nowadays the world is kind of different. I mean, not kind of, it's a lot different. So, you know, people are just living, you know, really just to stay, you know, how do I put it in this way? Like it's where it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's different. So people are not, people care about stuff, but not as much as, you know, way before COVID or whatever. So, I would say just, I would start with nutrition, take care of your body first. And of course, stay in the gym. I mean, that equals, you know, everything else. So stay in the gym, take care of your body, you know, everything will fall in place. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say definitely nutrition and, and, and just stay in the gym for sure. Okay. And so it's another oh, random fact. Okay. Okay. Random fact. Please do not post nothing on social media, no retweet, nothing bad. Don't, don't <laughs> post nothing bad because European <laughs> coaches, High school coaches, college coaches are looking at everything. For example, you can repost some about John John Morant. They might think you just like him because of the way you retweeted it, or because you saying you're trying to fit him. So, social media. That's another third thing I would say is is you know, a lot of, a lot of kids nowadays, you know, or almost every kid in the world almost got a social media. So, be careful what you post because they're looking at that too. Like I know we're going through a lot in America. We've been going through a lot since COVID, but please be careful what you post on social media. Like, regardless of what you're thinking, oh, I'm just retweeting it. You know, <laughs> they look at all that. <laughs> I mean... Hey, hey, look at look at Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it makes sense. Look, luckily, I know I sound old, but, like, there was no social media when I was hooping overseas. Yeah. I Otherwise, mean, people, people I would have been... Media now. People yeah. Social media. 
Like, yeah, it's, like it's sad, that's their job. Yeah. And so that's our, that's our generation. I would have got in a lot of trouble. A lot of dudes would have got in a lot of trouble if there was social media back then. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good thing. Um, okay. So you're overseas, you know, and you go to three three different countries, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what were the countries that you went to? Uh, first went to Australia, mm-hmm. then I went to Serbia, mm-hmm. and then I went to Germany. Okay. Now you you obviously had three different experiences. You said we talked off camera, obviously, um, saying that Australia was 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 nice, and it is nice. I mean, obviously, like you know, they speak a form of English, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck is a brekkie, you know, <laughs> or a fortnight or right. whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. and the city that I was in, I was in Rockhampton where they, it was like a big city. So they had all the fast foods, you know, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, Subway, right. uh, 31 flavors. Like I ain't never, I was like, man, this is crazy. You know, yeah. Burger, Hungry Jack's, which is Burger King. So yeah, you know, like it was insane, you know, when it comes to that. So, um, for your experience in the countries that you've been in, uh, obviously Australia was the best, but the, what was the good traits of Serbia and Germany? Serbia, I would say everything was close by. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't need, you know, some teams offer you a car. I didn't need one. Um, I had a, you know, a bus pass. So I didn't, I didn't, need <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't need, I didn't need anything. Like the gym was right across from where I was living. The grocery stores were right there. So I will say um, definitely everything was close. I mean, you know, everything was just, I didn't have to worry about getting here, getting there. I always had a place, you know, get here, get here. So I would definitely say everything was just close by. You wasn't was you wasn't going out when you go to the club. Huh? You was you, you taking a bus oh, no, to the you club. Know what? Serbia, Serbia, mm, they're a whole different type of world. They they don't even they have clubs, but it's not like America. It's more, it's more um, in in their in their you know culture, it's bars. That's all bars around. You know they smoke, drink all day, all that stuff. But there was no partying. It was just them like so they could be at a bar just talking all day, and that's what their that's what their tradition was. Um, you see people sitting outside, you know, drinking coffee all day, all long, you know, and that was that was that was Serbia. That was Serbia. Okay, okay. Yeah, that okay. part I was in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, look, yeah, they drink a lot of coffee, and I had a Serbian teammate. They thought their country was the best. Like he would tell me, Travis. We have the best women, the best wine, yeah, the best everything, man. Where no. I was at, I was in, I was in, I was in a small city, like ah, it was, okay. it was um, Portugal. So it was very, everything was close niche, like grocery stores here, here, and there. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like I was in a big like city. Biggest city was Belgrade. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, they had everything. But Sporjica, everything was just close by. You go to get your food easily. You go to the gym and get your shots up. All that stuff. But other than that, is it was that's all it was. You know, you'll see people. They were more laid back. They weren't the type to you know go out and you know like probably like you know Vegas or anything like that. But they were just laid back. Um, I mean, every day they it was a chill day. It was never like oh, <laughs> that's how they were. They were really laid back. Really I got laid you. Back. I got you. So. Well, that's good, you know. Um, so, obviously, Germany, you know, you finished in Germany. 
Uh, did you finish out strong in that in that year? Like, did you have a finish? Because I, I don't think we we didn't talk about Germany. We talked about <laughs> Australia and then Serbia, but we, I don't think we ever talked about Germany. Germany. Okay, I gotta take it back. Germany is actually one of my is it's my favorite so far. Australia was there until I hit Germany. Mm. Germany. Woo. Okay. The food. Let me start with the food. <laughs> <laughs> the food did not taste different from America at all. Like okay, okay, and okay. they had Chipotle. They had they had the Burkins. They had the McDonald's. I mean, Germany. It was God. It, every day was just be like the what the weather. It was never a bad day. Like, I mean, you will see. Oh my gosh, it was just it was like being in heaven. You know, we don't know what heaven looked like, <laughs> but it was it was so nice. And it's it's between Australia and Germany. I don't know which weather was better, but. I might have to tell Australia they're better, but Germany had more things to do in all the places I've been to. Like in two hours, when I two hours away is Amsterdam. So Germany was uh they had a lot of different cars, like um they had more Teslas than actually like regular cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the stick shift uh is crazy because Teslas in America are not stick shifts. But yeah. the sticks over in Germany. Yeah, so yeah. All, 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 mostly all European cars are sticks. So yeah. I had to learn that my first year. That was my, that was my biggest thing that I learned how to drive a stick my yeah. first year. In Germany, I was actually spoiled. I mean, this time I had a car. They gave me a car. I didn't know how to drive it. Now I still to this day on how to drive a stick shift, and I'm trying to learn while I'm. <laughs> you better learn right now, sweetie. Because no, let me I tell got you something. Class, every I got year, up. yeah. Every year when you go back to Europe, it's all sticks. Yeah, yeah. Don't let them fool you. And you You know know what I'm saying? In Minnesota, I have a class I'm signed up for. It's only a two-hour class where you can learn how to drive a stick. So I actually, it's actually coming up on July 5th. I say, yeah, I need to learn this. Like, you know, every year I need, so I have a class coming up to do that. (laughs) Um, So I was given a car. I was given a bike. um, I was given a limited bus pass. Um, Gosh, I was like, I was eating at a like cafe place, you know, like unlimited. So I, everything in Germany was nice. I mean, the, I never went through anything like terrible. Like the people were like um, close to America, but they're Germany's people are a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nicer. Okay. In um, um, the team I was on was family oriented. Like it was, it was almost like playing for like an AAU team. Like if I needed something. It was like uh, the teammates would all come together, and be like, "Okay, we need, you know, if you need this, you need that." So it was all family. I was never left out in the open. I was never just, you know, um, if anytime I need something, I could always go to a teammate or, you know, some even the coach. I mean, they were all the family family club type. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, facility with the, the gym we was playing at was nice. Um, I could get in there overnight if I wanted to. Um, so I was given everything in Germany. Um, the, yeah, everything. Yeah. So then I hit when I was in Germany. Um, I was sitting in, I was living in this like this big like condo place with another roommate. She's another American. I mean, came with the kitchen, came with a kitchen with the TV inside, had an old room. So it was it was luxury type, you know. Luxury. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's a good thing. Like I said, they take care of you. You know, say yeah. certain Germany teams take, take care of new people. Yeah, they, they do. Take care they do. So um, you, yeah, so you came back. You finished the year, right? Yeah. And now you're looking for your next team. Has uh, has your agent hit you up with like any possibilities for next year? Yeah. So so far, yep. He just um, we actually just talked a couple of days ago. So it's only June. So it's it's still early. Yes. You know? um, yes. Yes. It's still yes. early from what I told him, like what I wanted for next season and stuff. So 
uh, I'll believe the majority between August and September. I just don't know when because the market, the big, you know, top teams, we don't open up. They open up now, but not like where I told them where I'm like Spain, I want to go to next or Greece, um, Israel. So, or I go back to Germany. So I told them, I said, just, just send my profile to these teams or to these countries that, you know, I would like to play in. So, um, Ireland just, uh, Ireland, the top league actually just told me that, uh, told him that they're interested. So, um, they're just trying to, they're right now, teams are just looking at people's profiles and you know how that goes. Like they're looking at profiles and trying to narrow yeah, down who yeah. they want and stuff. So I probably won't hear anything until probably like middle of July. Yeah. Um, usually that's what happens, you know, cause here's like, usually teams are trying to get you there, but they want to get you there early August, but you try to push it back until late August. Yeah. Um, because they want you practicing, like to be honest, they like if you have a national team, guys, they won't be back until September. But they want you practicing with the young guys, yeah, pre-season. so they can, pre-season. yes, yes. Yeah. So they want you to see if you're in shape or not, so they can bring you in and get you out if you're not hooping good. You know, yeah. I've seen it where guys come in in August. They might be not in tip top shape. They might have a, you know a good practice and a bad practice and a good practice. And then they play in the game. They play in. All right, next. You know. All right, right. next, next, next. So right. August is the month where they they bring you in and they bring you out. If you're not like an established mm-hmm. American, if you come in and do your thing, so um, okay. I think that you'll be fine. I'm not worried about your skill. Like I think once you get there, yeah. you'll be fine. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say the best thing you learned about your first year overseas? Ooh. We got it good in America. When I say that, because um, there's a things overseas. First of all, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go back to I'm saying I'm blessed because, um, um, I guess I would say definitely being blessed because a lot. I mean, being the money I was earning wasn't the top money, but I still had a chance. I still had a chance to show what I could do my first year. Mm -hmm. Um. I learned that, you know, it does take, if you got something else going on inside, like say a part-time job back in America, you won't have time to play basketball. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't care what it is. It will be hard because of time difference. So I would definitely say um, it's they're very time management, time consuming. You, I, I had a planner. I had a planner all places I yeah. went to because I had, I had to write down because my phone, sometimes my phone doesn't change the time on my phone. So I had it like, okay, well, this is at nine o'clock, nine o'clock a.m. in Minnesota time, but it could be two o'clock in Serbia or mm-hmm. two o'clock in Germany. Mm-hmm. So I had, I will say, definitely time management. Is just, you gotta be on top of your priorities because if you don't, like, if like if you don't get shots up on your own, for example, overseas, if you don't, be, if you just rely on practice, you won't, I, you won't last because it, it does take. It just like you know when you work a game in like college or whatever. It's just, it kind of the same concept, but. You gotta have way more focus. You, you, you're not ninety five percent of your time should be, or ninety eight percent of your time should be on what you got going on over overseas. Like if you have something else going on inside, you know how to manage it. But it, it, it would have to be a very small change. You got to focus on that because uh, overseas is a whole different world. So I would say time management, yep. and you gotta just focus on what you got going over there first before trying to you know do stuff you do stuff you did back in America. So that is a heck of a statement, by the way, because that's exactly how I thought about it. Like I used to tell people, how do you, they used to ask me, how do you survive over here for nine, 10 months at a time? I said, this is my world. I don't think about the, the I don't think about the world back home until I get back. Yeah. Um, I had a routine, like you said, a time management where I get up, 
you know, I, I watch some world CNN, you know, um, I go to the gym, I go lift, I come back home, I eat my lunch, I take a nap. Uh, and that's all it. it is overseas. Yeah. Eat, sleep, basketball. Like, uh, I, I know a couple players that played in France, right? There's plenty of, was playing in France, but she's home for the summer. And I told her, I said, I don't know how you had a part time job in America and also played overseas. I don't know how. I said, there's no way you're playing in France. I thought France was the top, toughest country, one of the toughest countries. I think she was, yeah, it was France or Poland. I think she's playing it. I can't. I can't yeah, remember. probably because like it's an online thing and it's not too mm-hmm. much work kind of thing. Like back then, obviously, when I was hooping, it was none of that. So, like, yeah. Um, and and the fact that I was by myself. So, like with yourself, is you know, obviously, you don't have a family yet. So it's the same thing. Um, but that's, like I said, that's a good thing, you know, that you learn how to do that in your first year. That's how, you know, it's kind of like going to college, but now it's the professional way. So right. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible to not, I hate in uh, people that's, that's watching, it's not impossible to have something else going on or, or something else going on beside playing pro, but it's it, it depends on where you play. It, overall, every place is different. Like, for example, mm-hmm. in Germany, I have all the time. We would practice, for example, we would practice in the morning, starting at like, we only have two hour practice in the morning. And then later on in the afternoon, like five o'clock, we'll do like individuals. And then I'll, I'll have between that morning, afternoon, all the way to five o'clock to do what I got to do. So it, mm-hmm. it was, it was mm-hmm. or seven, seven, eight, seven to nine. So it wasn't um, like impossible. It, it depends on where you play, what, what demands they have you doing. It depends on uh, places. But I will say, majority of the time, you might want to just, not having nothing else going on <laughs> like you gotta focus on you know um mainly training and training eating training sleeping that's that's it All because right. it, it every place is different every different leagues are expect different things the different the top leagues are very hard you you better not have no side job and i like that going on if you play for the top euro leagues it'll be hard you, no you won't you won't you know because those leagues are you know you won't. You won't. You'll just be focused on basketball. Yeah. Now, I want to say thank you for coming on. We appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on the show. Um, Got one last question for you. You know, I, and I would ask everybody at one point of their career, and you're obviously yours is still going. And, you know, like it's still beginning. We go through low points in our career. So I want to know how would you get out of the low point of your career so far? You know, was it family? Was it God? Was it both was it whatever what that was it was definitely number one god it was god he knew and god knows all our hearts but he knew he, he knows my heart um he knew what i wanted he knew i um he know he of course he knows me but he knows i i i do i'm very very hard on myself but he he calmed me down a lot i mean it was just it wasn't into him about just him talking to me. It was more, it was just, he works in a mysterious way. He just made it happen. I knew it was him every time. Um, mm-hmm. Then it comes my mom. Even though she'll be like, what's going on? You know, uh, I'll just tell her. But if I hear her voice, I'll feel better. Like, if, I, for example, it might sound crazy. I know I could die tomorrow. And if I call my mom, I'll feel so much better. Because she makes it, you know, she can move mountains. And, you know, she was, she was, God and my mom was was my go-to. Okay. Well, that's about, like I said, it's always good to have family and that's a blessing, you know? Um, yeah. Huge blessing. All right. So, uh, please let everybody know where they can follow you. And, you know, if anything you want to shout out for the people, please. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would Facebook. I'm on my name on Facebook is Lashayla Wright Ponder. Um, my Instagram is hoop at hoopershade twenty three, and my ins, Instagram is sorry Instagram is hoopershade twenty three, and my Facebook is Lashayla Wright. All right. Like I said, um, please follow her. You know what I'm saying? Like, share, subscribe. Um, because she's up a couple hooper for the future. You know, and like I said, in five years, ten years, if she's still hooping, we definitely um. You know, we got to, if we're going to follow her career, I'm going to follow her career very closely to make sure she's doing her thing. And if she's not, she's going to get a, a a voice, I mean, a video call for me on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can follow me at Travis W. Reed. That's uh, R E E D on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Also, if you're still looking for that Athlete's Journey merch, uh, Travis Reed, just DM me. On Instagram or the uh, message me on Facebook, still got that going. Uh, you know, like the shows, everything's will still keep coming. It's going to be a little bit slower because it's the summer, um, so people are you know going on vacation and stuff. But like, yeah, we you know the show still be coming. We still got more episodes to come. So, like I said, I appreciate you and um, thank you. And like I said, we'll see you next 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 time next week. Peace. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.